This is Music Farmer. I'm Ben Grimm. And uh, relaunching the podcast and re-introing things. I've been out exploring mountains, which is a really nice way of saying I've not been working hard enough on this. And after many meetings with the Music Farmer production staff, my employment, my employment has been reinstated. And we're here to say that we're back and relaunched, but... There's big news and a big surprise. I have a sidekick and a co-host now. My friend and a champion of the Austin music scene, Robin Foxworth. What's up? Hi. How's it going? You're here. I'm here. You're We're here. We're doing this. We're doing this. Yeah, this is new. Yeah, this is uh, this is how things are going to be. I have a co-host now. <laughs> and uh, Robin knows her shit, and she's here to talk music and and hang out and do do uh, fun radio stuff. Love it. It's way it's going to be way easier now to lure people into my garage <laughs> now that you're here. It's not as creepy. You know what I mean? Right, you're not just like, "Hey, come meet me in my garage so I can interview you." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we may have to get a couch or something. Yeah, we need some more We need like we need we, to, like, yeah, make some it a com- more, more comfortable furniture. Yes, yeah. I got to get on that. Yeah, that's got to happen. We can do that. That'll be easy. Um, yeah. yeah, you have been, you've been working hard. You've been working I hard, mean, and you've, you know, I've, you're here. You're here for a reason. I, I picked you out of a giant pile. Out of a giant pile of resumes. <laughs> right. I went through so many so, resumes. So many. So many Facebook accounts. <laughs> um. Yeah. So why did you pick me, Ben? Let's put you on the spot. I've been watching you. (laughs) You've been watching me? That's a little creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I can tell, I mean, just, you don't have to look at your social media for very long to figure out that you, like I said, you're a champion of the Austin music scene and you work extremely hard and you care about the music here and you care about the bands that you work with. I do. Which I guess is, I mean, to kind of my first question to kind of mm-hmm. get this going in, in a direction is talk about your recent professional career in being a promoter and in management and working with bands. All right. That. Well, uh, you know, all of this in my life kind of started. I mean, I've always I've always been in in music, and it's always been something that has fed my soul a little bit. Um, you know, I don't play an instrument. Um, but going to live shows and being um, around that community has always fed me in some way. Um, and, you know, I I kind of have, like, l- lingered a little bit here and there, like working with different musicians in different bands. And um, about three years ago, four years ago... Um, I became friends with this dude named Booer. Um, Michael Booer. Michael Booer. Uh, Boo her. <laughs> and he, we were out one night drinking, and I like just looked on his Facebook account, and I was like, this is awful. And he was like, what? I know, I'm not really good at it. And I was like, it's real, real bad. And I was like, yeah. why don't you just give that to me? And he was like, are you serious? I'd love to give it to somebody. And I was like, just give it to me, and let's see what we can do with it. And uh, so I took, I I 
that day or that night, we were at Barton Springs Saloon having whiskey waters with a group of people. And I just took his phone. I made myself an admin on his Facebook, and the rest is history. I think when I got it, it had like 300 followers, and within, I don't know, six months, he was at 1,500. So it is what it is. And then from there, we just kind of kept working and kept getting closer, and um, now I kind of am in charge of everything. And then that's that. Uh, and then through that, I got hooked up with Aaron Sinclair from Aaron Sinclair, and I do all of their social media. Um, and I just kind of I do I do some consulting. I get a lot of like people asking me to go to coffee to just ask a lot of questions, which I love. People keep telling me I need to like actually start my own business, and I'm like consulting I'm, some sort of consulting into the live music community of Austin business. Um, but I've also just kind of started uh, helping out Mike St. Clair. Um, he has a band called Pocket Sounds. He has played in everyone from Polyphonic Spree to Ockerville River to White Denim to, and he has his own project coming out. So I'm helping him do some booking stuff. And, you know, that's kind of, a, that's my newest thing that I'm doing. Well, you mentioned when you asked me why I picked you, mm-hmm. and that that all ties into people want to go have coffee with you and just chat with you. And I knew also after we had a meeting and had coffee and had a a taco and a beer and all that, <laughs> we did, like the conversation just flowed so naturally and everything went so well, and it was just right. e- so easy. Uh-huh. Yeah, it just like came all very naturally, and I knew that was going to all work out right. well. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks. Makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> yeah, I've been yeah I've been worshiping James Petrali this weekend. Have you actually? <laughs> all, yeah, uh, well, Bop English. I was listening to a lot of that. Yeah, and uh, that that evil genius he is. He's, he is some sort of evil genius, and and an extremely lovely human being, as as that goes too. He's great. He looks a little bit like a caveman right now. Not really sure where he's going with this look, but on that oh that Austin Chronicle write up <laughs> photo, yeah, and like he just did KTX, and I saw some or yeah the Studio One A at KTX, and I was like every time I see him he's just looking more like a caveman. It's <laughs> <laughs> cavemany, but he's he's lovely. I don't have a bad word to say about him. He's great. Let's pause for just a second. All right. Yeah, just a little sound check there. I always struggle even with lead singers and mm-hmm. doing interviews. They always lean back off the mic, even in a radio, like a radio <laughs> on the air interview. Where it's like, what? Like, it's like, will you get closer to that right. damn microphone, they're usually please? Like eating it when they're on. Yeah, stage. and then yeah. when you're doing an interview, they they're like, like they don't want to have anything to right. do with it, <laughs> and they're just like ten feet away, right. and I'm like, dude, you got to get closer. Relaxed. Yeah, um, that's pretty funny. All right, now we're we're back, and I know now the rolling, microphone rolling. situation. Um. So yeah, ben, you don't yeah you don't have you don't have any background in radio or you didn't do that I, in no, college. No, I at didn't all? do any of that. Like this is literally I, uh, my background is from like retail management, which is yeah boring. Um, not that boring. I mean, it's it's a different thing every single day. Um, but even with that, um, you know, like I said, my favorite thing ever was to just go and listen to music and see live music, and like it's always been always been something that I've been into always 
And so whenever I finally decided I didn't want to do retail management anymore, I then got into this music thing just because all my friends are musicians and it was easy. Yeah, and you Austin's a great place to live and it's like you Absolutely. can Absolutely. And I can like, it all makes sense. You know, really like my whole thing is that I'm I'm just a huge fan. Like these people are a really big deal to me. And I you know, I think some people kind of get maybe feel like they're beaten over the head with like the whole live music capital of the world thing and you know, they see it like though. bands. Yeah, there's another. Yeah, it's just a show. A band's playing a show downtown, whatever. But no, this is like, like these people are. This is what really matters to me because this is it's tangible, and I can go touch them and see them from five feet away. <laughs> well, that's the other thing I think is great about Austin. You know, or shake general. their hand right. is what I mean. Is it's not even like just the local scene that that comes here so much. I mean, like you can also go and see like larger mid-level bands. At small venues here, it's it's in like it's insane. Like, I'm from Houston originally, and like that just didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, there was like a handful of little like clubs that your high school bands played at, and they you went and saw. And then there was like, but like you can't really just go to like Beerland and like yeah see a mid level band in a tiny little venue that then you can walk up to and introduce yourself like. That's what happens here, and that's what. Makes... I want. I wanted to start a band called Severe Tire Damage, <laughs> and we would start out at Beerland. That would be our. We'd have like a Monday uh, night residency would, there. You'd have a Monday night residency. Ten of your friends. Severe would Tire come. Damage. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I I bring that up too because when I you know I get nervous when I meet you know uh, band members or musicians after a show or whatever, and I'm kind of like awkward or anxious about it i'm nervous because like i said i'm like this is a huge deal to me and right. this, these are giant rock stars to me and i'm like holy shit you know they just played this great right show so now i'm like this little fanboy the only coming the, up to introducing myself and the only weir- time make I kinda, it weird sometimes i kind of had a little freak out moment um booer took me to uh go see uh connor oberst when he was playing at the moody theater um with with B.B. Bridgers. And when we got there, I just thought we were going to see the show. When we got there, uh, he like, his name was on the list, and then they gave us backstage passes, and I was like, uh-uh, <laughs> no way. Yeah. And like, it was this moment that like- We're not worthy. <laughs> yeah, I haven't not, had- This is not what's happening in my life. And like, we, after the show, we would- Went that backstage. hasn't happened to me yet, really. <laughs> we went backstage, and like Connor was uh, upstairs and on the balcony. This there's this little tiny balcony um, at the Moody Theater that has like this really weird cutout of Willie Nelson on it, and there's just like this bench, and it's like the smoking patio for backstage. And uh, he was just sitting out there, like him and a couple other people, just sitting out there smoking cigarettes. And I was like, this is not happening. And I had to look at Boo and be like, am I like being cool? Because <laughs> I don't feel cool here. Like, but yeah, like he's one of my only ones that I'm like, that was a little much. That was a little much for me. And then he gave me a huge hug and everything was great. And he's lovely. I met Willie Nelson in the airport when I was a kid, when I was like seven in the terminal. 
uh, with my mom. So, so you didn't get to smoke weed with Willie Nelson? No, my mom Damn was just it. like, do you know who that is? And she just turned around and, yeah, and he shook my hand. Uh, he was with some other guy that looked like, I have this weird memory that he was walking through the airport with one of the guys that from Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> For some Brooks. reason, I don't it, know. It was either Brooks or, or Dunn. Dunn. Yeah, I don't know. The one with the black mustache, I guess? Yeah. I don't that know guy. which one that is. I never know either. <laughs> the one with the hat. The one with the hat. The <laughs> taller one? Yeah. I don't know. Um. Yeah, that's my weird, that was my run-in with Willie. That's pretty awesome. I'd airport. like to have a run-in with Willie, but in my head, I have dreams of smoking a, some weed with him, and I don't even smoke weed, but that was that's my dream. I'm sure that's a... <laughs> A chronic problem, <laughs> pun intended there. He has every day. Everyone just wants right. to get really high with him all the time. Right. He's like, I got shit to do. I know. <laughs> I am busy. <laughs> Why do you, all you girls want to get on the bus and smoke weed with me? I don't know. That's <laughs> it's a good, good problem. <laughs> good problems. Way to go, Willie. Good problems. I will say Willie Nelson was one of my like favorite. Um, I mean, I've seen Willie a few different times, but... That ACL when he played at like four thirty p.m. on a Sunday, I like I, I like remember being there and I was pretty close to the stage under a tree and I remember just looking back and it was just a sea of people and I started being like, oh my god, I feel sorry for any other band that's playing at this time, mm-hmm. and I feel like yeah. I'm at church. Like he brought us all to church that Sunday. It was one of the most beautiful live shows I've ever been to in my life. He's incredible. I hope he's immortal and stays here forever. It's, it's, it seems like it so far. That's what it seems like. Him and him and Bob Dylan and Keith Richards. Yeah. Can't I? Have you toured with any bands in um, your recent <laughs> recent uh, exploits, rock and roll lifestyle? I mean, I haven't really been like on a full tour with anyone quite yet. Uh, that that's a big dream of mine. I'd love to tour manage and do some of that stuff. Um, but. I went on a little weekend, a little weekend road trip with uh, Ace and Claire, and I guess a couple of months ago. That was fun. We just went to uh, Galveston, Texas, mm-hmm. and Beaumont, Texas. Yeah, Beaumont. Beaumont. That's where I'm, that's where I was born. Purple. If you you know about Purple, right? You know the, the band. Pur- yeah, yeah, the guys. Yeah, yeah, they're from Beaumont. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was born in Beaumont. But we went to Beaumont. It was my first time okay. to be back in Beaumont. Well, that's where my grand. We were talking about my grandmother yeah. earlier. She's from Silsby in that area. In yeah, my entire family is from that entire. Golden, well, they've probably hung triangle. out probably so. once, <laughs> once or twice, uh, and then we went into Lafayette, uh, and and then home. And it was, it was fun. Me and five dudes in a van. <laughs> yeah, that's how. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I mean, I'm like good friends with all these dudes too. So like, it's it's whatever. And I just kind of go with band the flow. van, band van tour, weekend weekend leg. Did you get a good seat? I get well, you probably did in the van. Oh, the thing is, is that in the van, like I like the bitch seat that everyone bitches about. I like that seat because oh yeah, if I'm not in the front seat, I need to be where I can like at least see out because I get car sick. Yeah, so like okay. the bitch seat, so like when the doors open, the bitch seat is like right behind the passenger seat where you don't have a whole lot of leg room. That's the mm-hmm. bitch seat. Okay. And that's my favorite seat. So give me the bitch seat at any point in time. I don't care at all. Yeah, we're <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I I haven't. I could say I have not 
been, been on tour. in a band or been on tour. Yeah, doing the radio guy stuff. But uh, I saw, I guess you were talking about a time you saw Willie. I, I saw Jason Isbell recently, uh, Bass Concert Hall. And I'm. It was a very it was a very good show, mm-hmm. but I think I struggle with huge rooms like that. You know, kind of the whole arena thing, especially for someone like that theater. I have yeah. to. I if I'm too far away, I don't. It doesn't resonate enough or connect. Yeah. I can't connect with the music enough. So that's that's a tricky thing where you got to drop a ton of money if you're not, you know, getting free media right. press tickets or whatever to get close enough. Uh, but I still really enjoyed the show, and you know I think that guy gives a hundred percent every night. But I would say that it was kind of like he—he he just I don't know. He's one of those artists that has he has like it's like an emotional, uncomfortable yeah. feeling with some of Absolutely. the music, which is kind of like I'll, if you know he's so successful with that and all more power to him. And a lot of people would hear some of those songs on the radio and be like, "Well, why would you want to pay for a ticket and go see a show about?" you know, sad, emotional songs like that that he does. Why but he does, why it so, you? <laughs> he does it so well. And, yeah, it's just a different kind of show because he kind of does, you know, he has, like, some of the content of his music is kind of emotional and uncomfortable and you're like, a song about anxiety? Wow, okay, that's that's like he he's playing that to 5,000 people right now? You know, weird, right. but um, that's can, awesome right. that, that can he can do that. I can see being a little... I saw him at the It movie. still has a strange element right, in yeah. a huge room in like that. Room. It's cuz it's not like a, you're not at a sh- you know at a right. show The at last a time I saw bar. him was at the Moody Theater and that was I think a perfect size. But even that experience that I saw him at the Moody Theater, I wish that I would have seen him at like the Paramount. Where like I was sitting yeah. down and I like had like that theater experience with him. Um I don't know. That's my so I could imagine seeing him at Bass and being like, "Whoa, big room." Yeah. So I, Hard to yeah, I just, to you. so yeah, yeah, there was a lot of weird. I just I wasn't close enough, and I, I was like, "Why I am I? I just don't feel like this is resonating." Like I, these people over here are talking, like Susie right. and her friend, two seats down. I felt ass. like for the most part, for you know, everyone around me was really into the good, show good. and like courteous, and you know, like a common theater experience where it's like, okay, it's time to shut up and like let the people on stage do their job and not, you know, not do that whole thing. He he has, I guess, a loyal, very loyal following. So I don't know. Everyone within eyeshot of me was behaving, you know, Good. appropriately, I guess you could say. Uh, the last person I saw at a bass concert was um, Neil Young, which if anyone knows me, Neil Young is my all time most favorite human being and, in the world um, okay yeah good i didn't have <laughs> i didn't have that question written down to ask you so that's thank mm, you he's my miss he's he's better than anyone else um <laughs> best human he, he is yeah he's he's my everything musically and whatever um and i'm i'm so happy that him and dana just or daryl i can't even talk daryl just got married which is great they had a secret wedding from what I understand. Daryl. Daryl Hannah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they had a secret little wedding last weekend or something. I don't know. The super tall blonde super, from... From Splash. From Splash. Yeah, you've been watching Tom Hanks movies today. <laughs> I've been watching Tom Hanks movies today. Um, so she's still... Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah last South By, 
I could go on about Neil Young for and like that could be an entire episode. So I'm going to save that story. Um, but the last person I saw at Bass Concert Hall was Neil Young, and um, from the first strum of his guitar, I just started bawling, and I just looked at my boyfriend. My boyfriend's name is Rob. If y'all don't know me, y'all will hear me talk about him often. Um, <laughs> but I just like grabbed his hand and Rob's a good guy. <laughs> he is. Uh, I literally like just bawled throughout the entire hour and forty five minutes that Neil Young sang. So he got me at the Bass Concert Hall. But I don't know if anyone else could do that if it was just them by themselves. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a time. <laughs> like, no, I, I, I absolutely. I've had moments like that where I'm yeah. They're not coming to me at right this second, but right. but just like yeah, that's yeah. it, and that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. So hopefully, Jason, if you're listening, Mister Isbell, play in a smaller room next time. Think yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Just play in a smaller room. I guess some on his tour, he probably has some small like yeah. The, the Ryman. Do you know how many seats are in the Ryman? I have no idea, mm. but I really want to see Jason at the Paramount with twelve hundred yeah. of my closest friends. Yeah. That's all I want. It's not asking too much. Because you're right. He is that guy. He makes you feel all the feels. Yeah, it was a good birthday present, and it was a great show. I, I enjoyed it all the same. <laughs> um, yeah, you you go out to, you see about I'm five out. shows a week, go out to about five five nights yeah. a week. I'm out probably watching music. four to five nights a week, pretty much. Which is impressive, and I need to... Yeah, I'm gonna have to kind of ramp. I'm gonna have to ramp up some. On that. <laughs> well, also do, do a better job. Also, going I mean, out. I've been kind of at home a lot, so. I also probably have friends that are playing three or four of those nights a week. So, but I love it because I get to also like go and like, you know, here in town there's a lot of there's a lot of shows and there's music happening all the time but what's great is that there's so much going on that even my friends like have shows with bands I've never heard of so like and I love discovering new stuff and new music and things I've never heard of or you know and they could have be playing for years and it's just one of those things that I just saw them that time because they were playing at the same time 85 other bands were playing in town because that happens here but I love it. It's fun. What are your thoughts on all these holes in the ground and the whole luxury condo thing? You know, I had that's that probably qu- a rant. Maybe right. no, no, no. <laughs> I liked it because I had that question for you too. Because Ben, Ben has lived here all of his life, so I did have that question for him. And um, I've been, and recently I've been driving downtown a lot, and, and it seeing, is no seeing joke <laughs> that every almost about eighty percent of downtown and you know, the east side and campus, like every corner is either a giant hole or a condo is right. coming up. Right. And it's crazy because I live off South Congress. And that's very alarming. Right. I live off South Congress. And now when you're driving, and I just noticed it last night, I was driving down South Congress and I looked up and like even on South Congress it's happening. But they're building that like monstrosity hotel, I think, where like parts and labor and all those little fun yeah and yeah and yeah and, south congress and waterloo ice house like they're building a huge hotel there now that's a but hotel, like there's yeah. already like cranes happening and i'm like that kind of makes me sad but at the same time you know uh one of my one of my friends once said you know if it's not if it's not changing it's not growing if it's not like 
then it's dying. And, you know, it's one of those things that I still, and I hear people say almost every day that I'm here that they just don't like Austin anymore and they want to leave and they can't wait to move and they want to, yeah. and I'm like, where are you going to go to? Like, where are you going to go? Because, it, like, you're going to go somewhere that felt like this 10 years ago. And then in 10 years, you're going to move again because that place is going to be the next place. Like, I don't know. And I still think there's this vibe in Austin and this feel and the people here, I think, are incredible. And, like, I don't know. This is where my, like, friends and family are. Like, not my immediate family. They're not here. But Yeah, I would just, you know, just mildly somewhat protest and complain about it, I guess, is... I mean, <laughs> well, you know, like seeing a Lamborghini drive down oh, Willie no, Nelson Boulevard pisses, is just that a, just pisses the me ir- off. irony is too fucking brutal <laughs> to take. Well, that just pisses me off because one, if you're gonna have a Lamborghini, you don't drive where you're just stopping and going and stopping and going. It's the same thing. Like anytime you're in Vegas and you like get the get, rent the Lamborghini on the ship, like why would you do that? If I'm ever in a Lamborghini, I'm taking right. it out to the country and I'm gonna see what that bad boy can do. And that's and that's why and that's just what's scary about it is because Second Street, Willie Nelson Boulevard, which you know some organizations and entities have tried to like brand this whole music scene going on on Second Street, which is kind oh, of hilarious oh, to the, me. That's the city, city of trying to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking funny, and it's to, it's a total lie. But anyway, what I'm saying is They're like paying it's, them 150 bucks. If though. all these luxury <laughs> condos are coming in, is like every you know, fun part about Austin is now going to be like a luxury shopping, like rich kind of tech people walking around. Like that's care. what like, yeah, that's what second street is. And I'm like, Oh no, that's what's I'm like, Oh shit. As an Austinite, I, that's like what I say. Oh shit about. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. One of my friends, uh, I don't know if y'all know this dude, but his name's Bryce Clifford. Uh, and, he just recently moved back to Canada, but he has this song called I Want to Buy a Condo Downtown. Oh, I've heard that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> okay. so it's Not made for the radio, but I like it. It's is, a total it, protest right, song. It's a total, but what's funny about it was that he didn't even write that song. That song he Googled, I Want to Buy a Condo Downtown. And just made it into. <laughs> and made this one lady's post into a song. So okay. those are actually her words, and he just like flipped it and made it dark. Nice. That's but, so like, that's, the it's actual even right. The actual lyrics of that song are the actual like Google whatever Yahoo post that he found from this one girl who wrote about buying a condo downtown. I hope someone. I hope <laughs> at least like four. At least four people have like you know they just bought a condo downtown and they wandered wandered into one of his shows and heard that. Just random, <laughs> so randomly one night, and like, oh, right. Welcome, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Austin. Wait, right. Well, and it's funny because my boyfriend did a video for that song, and uh, when we were trying to think of the concept for the video, uh, you know, we have the buildings and the cranes and the tractors and the all the things. And then, you know, Rob's big thing with that was, like, getting all the homeless people. Because, like, you want to buy a condo and you think it's all pretty and stuff, and then you deal with this. Well, now you're going to be run over by a scooter. (laughs) What is going on with the fucking scooters? Yeah, it's... (laughs) That um, pisses me off as much as the busking on 2nd Street. (laughs) um, It's... uh, 
the scooters, yeah, I'm sure there's tons of injury lawsuits in progress already. I know other other cities where they've been in place a while or are already fed up. But well, it's of, like a loophole that they're trying right. to, it's like the cash grab. One of my biggest, That like, there's no or, ordinances or rules right. in place from the city. So That's basically they're just making money while they can. Well, one of my big complaints about it is that, like, it doesn't look good. Like, even, well, yeah, like it's where a, they're parked. aesthetically bad right, It's thing. aesthetically doesn't look good. So, like, even where they're parked, you like, or you, like, drive by a corner and there's, like, ten of them just piled on top of each other because yeah. they all fell down. Yeah. Like, it's a mess. It doesn't look good. It's annoying. I don't like them. I'm going to ride one. <laughs> there's one. a lot of pros and cons I'm going to ride one there's one day, There's some pros though. and there's <laughs> cons for sure, but there's just too many of them, and everyone's breaking the rules. I mean, they're supposed to be ridden really in like a bike lane, and there there are rules on them that just no one follows. Because no, where do you find the rules? They're on the scooter, but people don't. Oh, they're written on the scooter. Yeah, people don't And like little shit. tiny like eight. Eight point print. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's. <laughs> I mean, the scooters aren't very big, but the scooters are annoying me. I don't like them. I just feel like that's something that should only be around during ACL or South by when, yeah, you need to get across town quickly and there's not enough cabs or Ubers or whatever. And there, or there's, you know, there's just a max, a max influx of people. But yeah, that's a that's a weird. It's it's not. It's good. it's weird. It's not. It's probably. It's not going to end well for a lot of people, on those things. <laughs> yeah, they just. I don't know. They're weird. It's weird. It's a weird thing. What was I going to say? I had this idea that, with the cranes, you're talking about with the cranes in place. Mm-hmm. I had just I had this idea while I was driving the other day that, if we just, you know, there's already enough cranes in place. Instead of filling the city with monstrosity luxury condos just string up some sort of ski lift system with the cranes or like zip lines and then that solves the traffic problem hold on and everyone can get around you don't need scooters i have and then there's a great view i've been saying this for years like we're on the same path here ski lift crane system (laughs) well my thought has always been that i think there needs to be like the air rail thing like that's in seattle that goes from like the needle thing. So it's like a monorail. Like, right. It's like a monorail that just takes you from there to downtown. I've always thought Austin needs to have that. And like there, there could be one like from the airport to South Congress. Then you can Well, the Metro Rail Congress. now doesn't even run to the airport. I know, but it's not in the sky. It needs to, <laughs> yeah. We need to throw they, one in the sky. Yeah, that's that's some slow progress. Because, <laughs> well, that, yeah, it's just all about condos right now. It's, all, it's what we got. But like I've I've been, but it's kind of like the same idea with your putting putting wires on cranes and just zip lining through town. <laughs> right. Why can't we just build an air rail? There that's what I want. Anyway, enough about that <laughs> crap. Nothing. Nothing. Tell me about this. Tell me about the time you had thirteen cats. Oh my god. I was. We were talking earlier before we started this, and we were just like getting to know each other. Um, and I'm an animal lover, and uh, I I like to bring animals home. Um, and I've gotten much better at it because when I was young, I used to bring anything I found a home. Crazy cat lady. Anything I would bring anything once. that I found home. But once I brought home a cat, <laughs> and it peed on my sister's leg. And then we thought it was funny, and my sister's allergic to cats, and my parents let me keep it. So then, like, a couple weeks later, I brought home another cat, 
And then within like two months, I had three cats. And you're running a shelter. Right. And then these cats started having sex. And then they started having babies. And we couldn't get rid of the babies fast enough. And then the babies started having babies. And next thing I know, I had 13 cats. This is what I didn't tell you because I was going to save it for the air. Um, one time, one of the moms of like four of the kittens was hiding in the attic. And they fell into the wall. And oh. we couldn't get them out. <laughs> no, yeah. And then they died. Oh, and then it smelled no. bad. And then we had to have someone come and like cut open the wall to like get the dead cat smell out of our house. All right, poor, that's like a sitcom episode, I know. right? My there. My poor parents had to deal with so much crap from me. I feel sorry for them, but I haven't changed much. And now, and my then you switched to dogs after right, that, yeah. And now my boyfriend has to deal with. But even like in college, I would like find dogs and bring them home to my parents because I lived in a dorm. So I'd like, here, mom and dad, I brought a dog home again. Dead cat in the wall. Oh no! Four, four dead cats in the wall. What? Four? Four. She dropped oh all God. the kittens Robin. down in the wall. I know. Four dead cats. Like say your name like your mom. We like Robin. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Pack your shit and leave. I was only seventeen, <laughs> or I was only like. 12 <laughs> with my cats. Oh, well. Oh, I'm really crap. I'm really cute, though, so, you know, they couldn't really do much other than, like, be like, oh, that girl. <sighs> Crazy cat lady. I know. And even 12. that, even that didn't, like, let me, like, stop me from bringing animals home. I just kept bringing them home. Uh, yeah, this is going so well. We have <laughs> such a... <laughs> oh... I have questions. Yeah, you have some. For you, you had some too. notes, right? Yeah, I was gonna say I have questions for you too. I want to know, like, since you know, since this is a music podcast, let's talk more music. Um, ben, <laughs> what was your first concert you ever went to? Because these are always fun. Oh, first concert. Oh man, that's. You know, probably something kind of like band related. I was in band in school, so maybe like a, you know, something like a, kind of like an orchestra thing. I think probably like I saw the orchestra, like the Austin Symphony at Bass Concert Hall that was the very cool. first thing, but that's like not, What's the that's like, like really digging deep. That's like digging deep, deep. Um, What's the hmm. first concert that you actually wanted to go see that you saw? <laughs> Oh, as like a teenager, right, or as something like a teenager, like that, right? not like, not like, not like something that <laughs> like with school. That was a really made nerdy you. answer, <laughs> but I loved it. Oh man, what instrument did you play in band? Uh, trumpet for a little while, and then baritone yes. or euphonium. Uh, if so, it's like uh, it's real like mellow sounding. It's like a kind of like small, so like a tiny miniature version of a tuba. Nice. So it's totally not like a. You know, you you won't get laid playing that in high school, but uh, but now you may. I might, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's like a big. You know, you're like this tiny kid. And you got to pack this giant instrument around. It's a pain in the ass, but I guess I guess it. You know. All right, first concert. First like, concert. First yeah, concert I'm having a hard time remembering that you actually wanted to go um, to. That you like begged your mom for tickets for. Begged my mom for tickets. Hmm. It possibly a uh, oh man, I shouldn't say this. Oh, please say it. Probably a Dave Matthews Band concert. That's not bad, and he was a big deal back then. Um, yeah, 
when people when yeah no I was really into Dave Matthews band because of band I guess but whenever I'm like hanging out with people or friends and they start making fun of Dave Matthews I never chime in and say I liked Dave Matthews band I never I'm just like shut my mouth I will admit that I also liked Dave Matthews does that make you feel better Oh, yeah, it does. I, cool. I don't anymore. I don't want to yeah, ever I don't even hear listen them again. To, yeah. um, but it's I, like, I did. Yeah, enough I of did, that. I did like them. That Crash Into Me song was really, really touched me at one point in time in my life. Um, yeah. My first concert was uh, that I actually went to was Erasure opening up for New Order at oh, Astroworld. Wow. I think, you know, that's, yeah, I... Probably like my some of my first concerts were like DJ electronic shows because I was kind yeah, of in also were, when I was like right after Dave Matthews phase I was kind of got into electronic music for a little while yeah full disclosure I'm like <laughs> shitting on all credibility I have about <laughs> being a music fan right, right now let's get you back let's get you back last last couple years last five years let's say uh, favorite live show you've been to here. Like what kind of got you like yeah. going out to live shows and like like something that like you're like I'm gonna start a podcast now because that just changed my life. Um, and why? I guess you know what I mean. Part of it was I guess Mark Marin, which I guess a lot of people would say that mm-hmm. going yeah going out to shows. Hmm, I guess in in college for sure was uh, going to Electric Mayhem at Lucy's. And going to the Triple Crown, those shows, and seeing oh, what I'm I'm, I'm trying to like I'm got something on the tip of my brain that was going to come back to me. Yeah, I think probably Electric Mayhem. That's a huge highlight right now. That that was like the that doesn't exist anymore. But right. yeah, Electric Mayhem at Lucy's that was great. Since San um, Marcos, yeah. Oh, San Marcos. Since uh, I I just told everyone you know my love of Neil Young. Who's your like number one? This is also me and Ben getting to know each other a little bit. Yeah, we're getting to know each we're other some more right <laughs> we're, now. We're getting to know each other through the podcast, and then y'all are also getting to know us. Um, yeah, because prehistory. <laughs> yeah, just a bit prehistory. We've had one meeting, and then we've talked a few times at right. some shows. Drunk, and drunkenly spoken. Yeah, drunk, kind of like halfway <laughs> drunk conversations, and then that leads us to now, for the most part. <laughs> So we're st- yeah, we still like haven't even yeah, really like hung even, out that much. Absolutely, but we're having a lot of fun. So yeah, like who who's your Neil Young? Who's my Neil Young? Um, uh, it's funny doing... because like a lot of the things that I have written down are the same. Matthew that you Logan write. Vasquez and Delta Spirit is probably definitely See? top five. Yeah, that finally like my brain's working. I like it. Yeah, that's one of my favorite artists. So are you gonna come to the Matthew Logan Vasquez show on September twenty ninth? Yes. Perfect. Drop my pen. Yes. It's, it's going to be a good one. No doubt. <laughs> Booer. Booer. Magic Rockers of Texas. Who I've not seen yet. They're great. They're uh, they're younger and lovely, and I love them, and they're one of my favorite local bands in town. I haven't been to a steak night at... Hotel Vegas. So, me and one of my girls, her name is Rachel Citron. She uh, manages Otis Wilkins and Harvest Thieves and Western Youth. But we have this thing called uh, 
it's 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 a naked series. We like people to get naked. I'm just joking. That's not really what it is. But we get a lot of uh, songwriters and lead people from bands to come and. Oh, like na- you're saying, like naked songwriter series. Yeah, naked songwriters. <laughs> no, to to do stripped down sets. So, okay. uh, we actually have two steak nights at at Volstead on the third Tuesdays of the next two months. So, September and October. Um. So yeah. So I I think if you come, you should come to one of those. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> For our, for our naked nights, um, no one's getting naked unless they want to. I mean, if people want to get naked, we're not going to stop them. But it's mainly just <laughs> to uh, it's stripped down sets from songwriters. And then after those two months, the next two months, we're moving it to Stay Gold, and we're really excited about those because those are going to be on Mondays um, during the polyamorous meetup parties. It all kind of works okay. together. <laughs> all right. Wow. <laughs> Steak and polyamory. Yeah, we've uh, done one at Stagold, and it was funny because I showed up, and I was like, wow, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> I bet, We did yeah. a really good <laughs> job promoting this thing. And I, and I like, text Rachel, and I was like, I'm just parking. I'm here. Like, the parking lot's packed. Like, the roads are... And she goes, it's a polyamorous meetup. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> Let's make sure that we only do our naked nights on polyamorous meetup nights. Interesting. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't really. Oh, it's such a big thing in town. <laughs> okay. In case you didn't know. No? Okay. It is big. So I guess we're going to feature some Boer yeah. on this show. We can be, I mean, um, we can we can look up some music and, and, yeah. I have a whole lot. I even wrote them down. Different you have music. Some... Different music that I like. Right here. Music, songs, artists, you know, just so y'all can kind of get a taste of who I am. Pick up the robot, put down the robot. That's a good one. That was a song that he did with uh, Will Sheff from Ockerville River. And that's been getting some radio play, right? Somewhere. No, somewhere? I think I heard that. <laughs> yeah, we can definitely. It, yeah, we can. If you heard it, I'm happy about it. I can feature that. Elsa Cross, she's a badass. She's a badass. She's my she's one of my uh my my gals. She's a good one. Yeah, I just I just handed Ben a list on my phone of yeah, I'm looking at- of music and songs that we could play during this so y'all can get to know me and who I like and who I work with and who I I do like Ockerville River a lot. Push. Um yeah, that's uh he of course, can write some heart wrenching. He can write some songs. Poetry. He's a good one. Yeah, I've talked about Ockerville River a bit on some other episodes, too. But Elsa Cross, Annabelle Chairlegs, Thank No Thank. So yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm excited about you know being a bigger part of the community and helping. Yeah, learning get... learning more and getting more and getting people on here and talking to different people and. Seeing how you playing, know, playing some music. We need to talk to someone from the city about this busking thing on Second Street. Like, we need to figure that out. <laughs> I didn't know that was a problem, actually. Well, you're the one that brought it up that it was weird. <laughs> well, I guess this not it's not a problem. It's just weird. weird. Yeah. We need to figure out why they thought that was a good idea to spend money on. Oh, they. Oh, that's like a city that's project a city that they thing. want them to. Okay, yeah. I was that, just like, why would some artists go just do that no, on purpose? They're getting paid one hundred and fifty dollars to do that. Hmm. 
Okay. And, but the city's well, throwing the money. But it's like a... Are any artists... In, are, is anyone getting discovered? Is anyone like being like, oh, let's stop and listen to this person while they're playing and use a guitar by the corner of the Austonian? It's yeah, weird. I guess. Yeah. Why yeah, are we okay. throwing our money there and not something else? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen anyone busking, but I guess it's been happening. Yeah, I think they do it like the second Tuesday. I'm just joking. I don't. I think there's a schedule. I it think if we went to the music office schedule of events, there may be like on Second Street next to the Austonian, so and so will be playing from one to three. So maybe we talked about this some at Cosmic. <laughs> where like they feel people feel like it's like who is this homeless person playing the guitar right. on the sidewalk? Where it's like actually just a musician, like that actually like is <laughs> working does their, it for a living, right, right. working their ass off, and next thing you know, the city of Austin offers them one hundred and fifty dollars, which is a decent amount of money to offer someone to go and busk for a minute. But like, you know how long also, they have to play? I think it's like an hour or two. Mm, well, maybe some of those people that are doing it aren't complaining too much, but. Yeah, I could see where what you're saying is kind of there's. It's, it's hot outside. Yeah. Can we put the money somewhere else? And, but yeah, in front of the Austonian. <laughs> yeah. It's, how you can know, we? People are stopping to get their yogurt, and then go buy some clothes, and then go drink <laughs> a glass of wine at Crew, and then there's like someone like playing their guitar, screaming. <laughs> for people to listen to them because the city of Austin. Well, I mean, I don't know how, yeah, hearing it over construction too is probably <laughs> impossible. I don't know. I'm being very negative right now, and that is not who I am. That one little thing, though, you have a problem really with drives this. me crazy. And I just think that that money could be used to get Austin musicians something better. That's all. All right. Back to. Back, did you want to talk about any of the, like the previ- previous episodes at all? Like, any. I thought you had maybe some thoughts on like some people I've had on the show in the past, or I mean, I loved that uh, that one was sideshow. I love the dudes in sideshow; they're so sweet. Um, but I love that one. I like just I kind of liked how like their sound so different, and like you did a really good job like researching like how Nathan like gets that guitar. With the pick, yeah, yeah the resonator like, guitar, and yeah, well, yeah, it really grabbed me at, at when I saw him at Spider House. They, yeah, they. He's just that was of, one of those times that I was just really grabbed by right. what they were doing, and was like, "Holy well, shit!" He's well, such a front man and guitar player in general, and then like he has all those guitars that just look cool. He just looks yeah. so cool. <laughs> he's one of those guys that just that looks mold, really, really cool. He fits the mold. <laughs> yeah, he's just a really cool guy. Yeah, you know, like that's what I, I'm excited to like start. I don't know. I'm excited to start like bringing on musicians and and picking at their process. Well, Robin's got a Rolodex, and she will she will entertain all of us and impress and me people. as well too. She knows some people, and that's going to be very that's that's good for everybody and exciting. It'll be fun. Well, we're gonna hear some Boer and Robin Foxworth. That was awesome, and she's now a part of this podcast. Yeah. A part of Music Farmer. So excited. Welcome. Thank you. Going to feature and end the show with two Booer songs. Polar Research and Funny Tears. 
please go to his GoFundMe page and donate any amount of money as he's going to travel internationally with Project ATX-6. Tons of expenses traveling internationally playing shows as an ambassador of Austin Music, but they're also trying to record and make a second album soon, and they just need help. They're falling on hard times. They need help, a little bit of money. Uh, Those trips internationally are not completely paid for, but it's a huge thing for them, and they need a little help. Go find me, help Boer travel across the globe. Here's two Boer tracks. Thanks for listening. Maybe there are a couple of slow, awkward segments in the show, but we're under construction. Bear with all that. Plus, Robin has never recorded a podcast or done any radio bits, but there's tons of lots, tons and lots of future excitement things in the future. Tons and lots. Thanks for listening. Booer. I will get your tongue if you spit it out and untie the rod sleep inside. Out beyond those miles We will cruise as we climb With a flicker in each night You enjoy the ride And if it ain't safe We'll relocate I look to you today I look in your eyes Your eyes On who you rely But we fit within the lines I'm so sure it's right
field of aggression, boy. 